Welcome to the Maybe I'm Wrong podcast, a podcast sponsored by Rivers Crossing Community Church, where we're going to give our not-so-expert opinions about church, culture, and basically anything else we can think of in the moment. I'm Brandon Gilliam, joined by my buddy James Bailey, and we are your host for this podcast. Now, let's get right to it with today's episode. Welcome to episode one of Maybe I'm Wrong, a brand new podcast that we are starting My name is Brandon Gilliam. I am the worship experience pastor at Rivers Crossing, and my co-host is Mr. James Bailey. I'm the creative director at Rivers Crossing. James, how are you doing, man? Doing great, man. I'm so excited to get this podcast started. Me too. We've been been dreaming about this forever. And now our dreams are... They're coming true. They're coming true. And uh, it's in the form of a podcast, and we're excited. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think this is the start of a beautiful podcast. I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> and I don't think you're wrong. Now, you, you were telling me that, uh, that your son, he, uh, he also thinks that you are never wrong. Is that That's correct? That's right. It drives my wife crazy. She's probably turning this podcast off right now thinking, I hear this all the time. But uh, Landon, he thinks I know the answer to everything. To the point that he doesn't, like, he won't ask Katie a question because he doesn't think she knows the answer. Um, and he, if she ever questions, like, an answer I give, Landon will will say, well, Dad's always right. Dad knows everything. Is that a good feeling? He's not wrong. And it does make him my favorite child. Oh, that's how it works then, yeah, right? Yeah. That's good, man. Well, uh, listen, we're excited about this podcast like we said, we are. This is kind of our little shindig. Us just kind of offering up our opinions. We've been in ministry now uh, for you know ten, twelve years, and um, and we've learned a few things. We're certainly not experts by any means, right. but we're uh, we're willing to come on the air and uh, at least share what we think about things, right? And that's where we we got the name for the podcast. We know it's maybe I'm wrong because we're going to have opinions that. Some of you agree with, and then some of you don't agree with, and we're going to have opinions that you know we change our mind about five minutes after recording. So maybe we're wrong, but this is this is how we feel about the situation. Yeah. So on that note, you know, we would love for you to help us get the word out about the podcast. We'd love for you to share it, let your friends know on Facebook, Instagram, that we are doing the podcast. Let them know to subscribe. Wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, we'll be on all of those things, all those platforms. And uh, let's, James, let's tell people a little bit about our history. Yeah. Together, we've been on staff for a long time together. Yeah, since two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. Megan and I moved up here from South Carolina in August of two thousand eight, and you know it's pretty it's pretty rare to find. Not only one or two, but I mean, we've got several people on our team that have been here for 10 plus years on staff. Yep. And uh, you're one of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell us a little bit about how your journey got started. I mean, I know you, I love your story of how you, you know, found out about Rivers Crossing. You started attending, you you, you saw there was a need and, uh, you know, you brought your skill set, which I have to say, dude, I think you're one of the best graphic designers I've ever met. Hey, maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. You're probably wrong in this one. I don't know. 
you're good at what you do, man. And, uh, but yeah, tell, tell everybody a little bit about your journey yeah. and how you kind of made your way onto the team. Yeah. I started attending Rivers Crossing a few months after they launched. Uh, it was early 2008. And, um, I remember at that time I was going to school for graphic design and I had to do an internship uh, somewhere and I had a couple internships lined up um, and I was ready to pull the trigger on one and I was sitting in service one Sunday and Pastor Paul threw up a graphic on the screen and I can remember it like it was yesterday. This It was like a pie chart with some stick figures Um, and I remember him saying, um, sorry, like, excuse the graphics. We don't have a graphic designer on staff. And in that moment, um, it was one of the first times I heard God's voice audibly say, like, this is where I want you to be. Wow. Um, so that day after church, I, uh, sent Paul, uh, and Brandon an email saying, I'd love to, to intern with the church and do an internship with the church. Um, and that's when I met Brandon for the first time. Me? Yes. Yep. You're talking about me? It was at Grinders Coffee Shop. Grinders well, yeah. Coffee. Let's go. Now it's Winans. Is it still Winans? It is. And, you know, is I haven't been the there right in years. Winans? Wine. Winans. Yeah. Well, I think it's, yeah, Winans. And they I had think chocolate. They have chocolate. Yeah. Coffee. Um, Not chocolate coffee. Just not, wait, hold on. Chocolate Wait, that's a mocha. Yeah. yeah they, had, they probably had mochas. I used, James, I used to work at Starbucks. <laughs> okay. Come on. Um, by the way, what's your favorite Starbucks drink? Um, you know, I'm not all about that Starbucks life anymore. I've, I've kind of graduated on to, to the real deal coffee. That's true. So James has uh, started a new venture with some friends, and uh, they are roasting coffee now. And uh, it's called Script Coffee, and it is really good, actually. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. And I, James, I don't think I'm wrong. You're definitely not I wrong. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. One. But you're not. Not on this one. It's good quality craft coffee. It is, man. It's really good. So we'll tell people <laughs> more about that. But that's um, not what this podcast is about. No, not yet. Not yet. I mean, it might get to that point, and we might dedicate some time in future episodes to your coffee um, adventure, but uh, needless to say, we don't need to talk about it right now. Yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. Okay, let's. Uh, man, we when we first started working together, we were still in the high school as a church. Yep. We're meeting in high school, so set up, tear down every week. And during the week, our office was a pretty small house. Yeah, we should really paint the picture of what this this house was like. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to start? So it was me, you, and another guy in this tiny room. We shared a room with a printer, mm-hmm. a big full size printer that seemed to always be printing, always running. And my desk, which was hardly a desk, it was one of those small foldable Rubbermaid. Almost like a TV dinner tray. Mm, I'm getting the picture in my head. And uh, yeah. and so and I was butted right up against the printer, and it was it was crazy. So we would have to like find ways to get out. You're of the forgetting office. something. Oh, 
the bathroom. So right, right on the other side of the wall uh, of where your desk was, mm-hmm. uh, was the bathroom. Yep. And there was one bathroom in this house that our entire staff shared. And, uh, you know, we don't need to go into all the details, but suffice it to say, whenever someone made their way into the restroom, you knew you had a choice to make. Yep. You could listen whether you wanted to or not. That was never my option. That was not, not even could, an option for me. Yeah, you could, or you could throw some headphones on really quickly. Yep. Um, I seem to always have like iTunes just kind of locked and loaded yep. for that moment. You know, it was like, it's nice and quiet in the office. We're working. The printer is going, of yeah. course. That drowns out some of it. Yeah, but. and then someone's going into the restroom. It's like, I mean, I get it. Like, we all do that. But I just, yeah, I turned up the music, man. Uh, you know? For me, I wouldn't I wouldn't even go into that bathroom. I would get in my car, drive a minute down the street, and we had this secondary office space that was attached yeah, to the Salvation, Ar- uh, the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And I would... I would go to the bathroom there so that there was no chance of any noises being made. That's good, man. I mean, just courteous, just looking out, looking out for everybody. It is. And I mean, I'm guessing that like, you know, there was just a a good sense of relaxation as well. Just knowing that. Oh yeah. That nobody else was hearing what was going on. Yep. Um, moving right along. So a lot of times when we were in this office together, you know, we had to find, we had to find things to do sometimes, right? Sometimes you just need a break. You got to step outside. You got to, you know, get in the car and go get some coffee. Yeah. But we uh, used to have like a, there was like a backyard and we would have like chipping contests. The best. It was awesome. Frisbee golf. I had a portable Frisbee golf hole that we would set up and. Do you still have that? I still got it in my garage. Dude. Yep. This year might be the year that we need to bring disc golf back. Let's do it. You know, so we, we went through a phase where we played that all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, nothing like getting Pastor Jeff and, and Paul out there in the yard with us and yep. tossing the old Frisbee around. Yeah. You know, but uh, attached to this house was a garage. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, like many of our garages, uh, tends to accumulate things over time. And this is a pretty funny story um, that James and I have together, and it also ties into current day stories that we have. But It might be be funny for you. It was not as funny (laughs) for me. It was funny for me, and I have it on video. So uh, we found a, as we were going through the garage and cleaning things out and throwing a bunch of stuff away, we found some concrete board. And, you know, what are, you know, a few guys who are cleaning out a garage going to do when they find that? They're going to channel, channel their, uh, their inner... Uh, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee or uh, Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Uh, dude, I'm a big Mr. Miyagi fan. Taught me everything I know. Like, to this day, I still want a bonsai tree. <laughs> to this day. So, you know, whoever you wanted to channel... Um, and we dared James. And, you know, one thing about James is when you dare him to do something, uh, it's usually a pretty good bet that he's going to try it. Oh, yeah. And so, we, pl- we, you know, we said, hey, man, do you think you could karate chop your way through this concrete board? And uh, he said, of course. Yeah. And so you channeled whatever karate person you channeled in that moment, and you freaking busted through that concrete board. 
I th- and if you know anything about concrete board, it's actually not as strong as you think it is. Um, it was actually really easy Dude, don't, to get. Th- well, don't play down your strength. But man. this is what like boosted my ego. Okay. I was like, oh, All this right. is this is super easy. Like, I'd actually uh, I learned how to to break through a board fairly recently before that, and it was like a, a real board. So oh. I was like, oh, a concrete board, that's nothing. So chopped right through it. Yeah. And uh, but it didn't stop there. No. And so you know, typical you know fashion, we had to up the ante a little bit and so we knew you could do one board but we jumped straight to let's go to two boards let's go to two boards yeah can you break through two boards and in, my, in my mind i'm thinking oh, that one was so easy two's nothing so but why don't you tell you can tell people what happened so i'm i'm getting ready to go and i got my hand in the air i'm getting ready to come down and brandon says wait you got to give like a karate sound because when I broke the first one, I didn't like make, I just broke it. You got to give it a hi or something. Yeah, I think there's a reason that, do you think there's a reason that people say hi Like, is there something to that? I don't know. No, it, it, actually, when you, um, when you vocalize that, that noise, it actually allows the force to travel to your hand and allows you to break through the board with ease. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that that one I I totally just made up. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'll make I'll make a hi uh sound, and uh, I raised my hand and came down with a hi ya, which turned into a hi ow. It hurt so <laughs> bad. Like I I thought I broke my hand. It 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 was it, amazing. Like how much watch. force you had going into that board. With all, I mean, because you had confidence, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm going, I'm not going to stop. And your hand stopped on a it, dime. It hurt so bad. And everyone's laughing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to hold back the tears. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think that, you know, I think we forgot about that, you know, and I think that we moved on and, you know, nobody, nobody remembers that moment like you. Yeah. And, uh. You know, so recently we decided to try something similar. Yeah, you were watching that, that, it was at a podcast, like it was a, a Instagram. Instagram. Instagram video of like a spec ops guy, and he was kind of telling people, like, hey, if you ever get in a situation where someone has like cuffed you with uh, zip ties, how you can break out of those. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, like if, if you're being, you know, if your hands are out in front of you and you've got a, zip tie around your your wrist you know you can basically bring your hands to your chest in a very fast motion um, it's hard to explain that on a podcast but I'm sure you can find videos everywhere online it's worth a google it's worth dude it is worth a google mm-hmm. it, it's awesome and so you know by doing that and and using your your high yaw force that James told us about uh, you can snap through those zip ties pretty easily and uh, it's definitely a wow type of moment for people who don't know the, the trick, right? But uh, so we did that uh, recently, and uh, you know, you saw me do it, and uh, and you tried it, and you. I was a little hesitant at first. Yeah, I, but you did it. I don't. You snapped through it. Not used to having people ask if they could zip tie me. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is like when it comes to zip tying, it's like you crank on, you crank mm-hmm. on it, right? 
And then when you feel like you can't get another click, one more, you go one more, one more, and that's when you know it's it's ready. Yeah. And uh, you know, so one is pretty easy. Yep. Um, and so why don't you tell people? You know, it's almost like we're reliving the concrete board situation like ten years later. Exactly the same. You know, I, I busted through that the one pretty easily, um, and didn't really have any any problems with it. And so they were saying, uh, how many do you think you could do? And I was like, well, let's try three. So they put three zip ties on my wrist. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. It was, it wasn't like baby steps. I was, I yeah. was fully committed at that point. Yeah, I like that. Um, which again, I think I might've been dared to do that, but if, if it's a dare, I'll probably do it. So I, uh, I fully committed to it, and I, I brought my hands towards my chest to break, break free, and those things did not budge. They budge, but they budge into my skin like it. Like, did you knock the wind out of yourself? I that's did. That's kind of like the area that you hit, right? Is I like, did. Right. I, I knocked the wind. So I, I knocked the wind out of myself. My wrists were like cut into. I had like red marks and I was like my, one of my wrists was bleeding. Um, it was pretty, uh, pretty traumatic. And so <laughs> instead of them taking them both off, I was like, Oh, like I can probably do two. So I had them cut one of the zip ties off, went for number two. And, uh, I think in the back of my mind, I was still thinking yeah. about the three. Yeah. So I wasn't fully committed, but, uh, it, it just dug back dug in even more it was so you failed failed but well hey you know is maybe it, is it failing if you tried though i think it is i, I think don't know it, i think it's failing if you don't even try that's deep yeah maybe i'm wrong <laughs> yes you yes maybe you are you know i think uh maybe a good challenge for some of our listeners is uh for us to to see if if our listeners could could break free yeah. of uh you know, what should we say, like three? Three? Or two? Start at two? Start at two. I mean, one's easy. One's easy. Yeah. Start at two. You break two. I'll be impressed. Yeah. And you can, if your uh, platform allows you to comment, comment below and let us know if yeah. you were able to do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so we've known each other for a while. It's yep. been a fun ride, man. I love yep. doing ministry with you. I love doing life with you. Uh, James and I hang out a lot outside of the church. Uh, it's one thing I really like about our team in general is um, not only do we work together, but we we quote unquote play together as well. We have fun together. We hang out outside the walls of the church, and I think that is one of the secrets to longevity of ministry um, and just growing together in that way. Would you agree? Yeah. Thank you. All right. Moving right along. James, why don't you tell the good people that are listening to this wonderful podcast, if they are still listening? They're still listening. Okay. I mean, uh, tell them uh, why we're doing this. Let's, let's dive a little deeper about kind of the heart behind this podcast. It's not just an opinion podcast, but it's we do want to provide insightful information, James being... Uh, you know, creative director, you know, and just kind of, we definitely don't know everything there is about ministry. We don't claim to know everything there is about ministry. 
but we have seen some things along the way. We've been a part of a lot of things, and uh, we are blessed to be a part of a very uh, fast-growing church here in the greater Cincinnati area. And, uh, and so we hope that this podcast uh, provides information for those things. But, but James, why don't you tell people just uh, what we want to dive into in this podcast? Yeah, we're going to talk about all kinds of things uh, in these podcasts. But one of the things that we want to talk about is uh, culture, church culture, um, what we're, the trends that we're seeing, um, and things like that. Yeah. And so when I was doing some research on, on church trends, I noticed that there is a trend right now where as part of the set design, so, um, the set is like the environment behind the pastor. Yeah. So on stage, on stage, okay. uh, what people are doing is they're putting people behind the pastor. So there might be a couple rows of people who are engaged with the message that are standing right behind the, the pastor, um, during his message. What are your, what's your initial like gut reaction if you were to see that scene? Well, I think, well, first of all, let me frame it up. Yeah. Um, you know, so basically what we're talking about is is essentially while the pastor is teaching, while he's delivering his sermon, um, you're saying that you're seeing p- trends potentially of churches where they're putting people, whether they're sitting down on chairs or couches, mm-hmm. uh, basically behind the pastor as he's teaching, yeah. uh, taking notes and that, and that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, you know, I uh, man, gut level reaction is it seems a little little weird, yeah. uh, maybe a little a little bit cheesy, even though I don't like to use the word cheesy uh, anymore. But, you know, it's just something that I think personally would be tough for me to, I just know my personality. I know, like, I know how I'm wired. I know, right. you know, when someone is speaking, like, I do have a hard time concentrating as it is right. uh, without external things distracting me. Mm-hmm. Um so to see people on stage, you know, taking notes and, you know, verbally kind of agreeing with with the pastor, uh, initially how it hits me is I feel like for me it would be a little distracting. I, I think I'd have a hard time really listening to the pastor. I think I'd be paying more attention to, like, these people on stage being glued to him yeah. in such a way that was, like, a little wonky. Yeah, that was initially in my, when I first saw it, that was my gut reaction as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I heard somebody explain it this way, that what the church is trying to do is demonstrate the culture that they want to see in their congregation. Okay. And so uh, this kind of similar to how a worship leader or a background vocalist during worship, they're demonstrating how... This is how we 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 worship. Um, that's what these people are doing. When so they're helping sitting. create energy as well, right? Right. They're they're demonstrating like, hey, it's okay to take notes. It's okay to like verbally respond. It's okay to clap. Um, so when I heard it explained that way, um, to me, it made a lot more sense, mm-hmm. and I could get past that initial cheesiness that that I I, I kind of felt. But I think it has to be like a balance. It, it has to, to feel authentic. 
Yeah, I think that's the big word for me. Um, you said it is authentic. You know, I think I think if you don't have any context, like if you're sitting in church on a Sunday morning, and let's say you know the worship's done, like just an incredible atmosphere, the pastor walks out on stage, and maybe like during a video or during the trailer or something, like couches and chairs were brought on stage, and now there's kind of like an entourage of people, like. If I'm just sitting there with no context around that, right. my mind is going a million different places. I'm like, what in the world is even happening? You right. know? But I think that, and I think it could come across as inauthentic, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that's, you know, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that that's not the heart behind right. why churches do that. You know, right. like you said, I think it's, it is, and it can be a way to create energy. I know for me, it hasn't been until probably the last year or two where I've actually felt comfortable being more like vocal, you know, if Pastor Paul or whoever's speaking is, yeah. they say something and I'm, I find myself more and more like agreeing with them out loud, yeah. you know, and, and I like that. Like I, it's a, it's a cool thing for me. And I think that it does, it kind of, it lets people know that this is a safe place to, you know, the, to kind of interact with the pastor as well, you know, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, how are you? How are you brought up? Like, is is that something that you would have seen like when you were a kid going to church? Or growing up, I grew up at a, a church where it wasn't common or seen just to to raise your hand in worship or have verbal affirmation during a message. Uh, you just kind of were a spectator. Mm-hmm. Um, so. In 2008, when I came to Rivers Crossing, uh, it was a little bit of a shock to me to hear people saying amen during a message or raising their hands in worship. And so, uh, but what I realized is um, that form of worship actually is um, what I prefer. Like, I prefer, like, being engaged and, and seeing that. I I, I just, that's where, where I, how I connect. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I think that for me, it's, I personally wouldn't want to be a part of necessarily a church like that at this point in my life. You yeah. know, that's very similar to how I grew up as well. Um, but the other extreme, I'm not sure is where I want to be either, you know, and I think that's why, like you said earlier, like balance in this situation is, is kind of maybe going to be my answer that I fall back on is, is what works for this church is not necessarily something that's going to work for this church over here down the street, right? I mean, or this in, in another state, for instance, you know. Right. So we all have we all have the different cultures and different mindsets, but I say, hey, if it works for, for those congregations and those churches and they're able to throw people on stage and, you know, they're taking notes and they're engaged and it helps the pastor create a really cool energy in the room, I say go for it. Yeah. You know, so um, that's the beauty of the church. And honestly, that's why I love being a part of the church, um, capital C church, as well as, you know, just even our, our little footprint here, Rivers Crossing in Cincinnati. I love being a part of it, you know, because it's it's a way that, you know, the way we do church is not how other churches in our city do church. And that's OK. Yep. You know, I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. That's a good topic, though. Yeah, I think that's that's something to be thinking about, and uh, I'm certainly excited to see as the years go by just how church culture continues to progress 
in ways that we didn't even think were possible, right? So that's very exciting. So James, one thing that I'm also really excited about on top of talking about you know, church culture and church trends is uh, bringing on some different guests for mm-hmm. our listeners to hear from. Yep. Um, and we're going to be doing that especially um, over the next few episodes, actually, yeah. as we gear up for our men's conference at Rivers Crossing. Yeah, we got a great lineup. On uh, So the conference is taking place on March 14th, and we're going to be bringing on some guys who have had a critical role and are going to have a critical role in our men's ministry here at the church. And we are really excited for you to hear from these guys. Um, just have an incredible heart um, for for men and seeing uh, men fall more in love with Jesus, uh, become better husbands, better fathers, better sons. And so uh, stay tuned for that every Wednesday over the next few weeks. We're going to be dropping a new episode. So James, that about wraps this episode up. I we did it, man. We Episode did it. one. Number one is in the books. It's a lot in the of fun. books. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you could do us a favor, we would greatly appreciate it. Please go and like our podcast, share our podcast, and also subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, whatever platform you are on. We would greatly appreciate it. And also, please go and leave us a review. If it's, if it's a good review. Yeah, I mean, it can be negative, but I would say at least give us, what, two or three episodes before the negative ones come? Yeah. Because, I mean, I we're, think so. Yeah, this is like we're starting something kind of new, you know, and after one episode, you can't, you, you can't, can't leave it negative. You can't judge a podcast by its first episode. No. So, Maybe you know, I'm wrong, but. <laughs> James, I love how you have used that phrase in this podcast. <laughs> I'll try to stop using it as much. No, I like it. It's good, man. Well, that's a wrap for episode one. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time.